Welcome to Hire It Advisor, the Baker Tilly podcast dedicated to providing insightful guidance and leading practices for college, university, and research institution leaders and board members, experts and thought leaders in higher education finance, institutional operations, collegiate athletics and esports, health and wellness, data analytics, and more. Join our podcast host, higher education practice leader Dave Capitano for bi-weekly episodes to discuss the latest news in higher education and the impact these trends and changes have on the industry. This is where you come to learn what's really going on behind the scenes at colleges and universities across the country. Hello, and welcome back to the Higher Ed Advisor podcast. My name is Dave Capitano. I'm your host. And I also have the privilege of being the practice leader for our Baker Tilly's higher education practice. In episode four of our athletic series, we discussed the growing popularity of collegiate esports. That episode was so well received that we set out to talk to other leaders in the industry to get more insights on how colleges and universities are dealing with implementing and conducting successful esports programs. In this episode, I discuss esports with Chris Turner, general manager and head esports coach for Southern University and Southern University Laboratory School, and Robert Harrison, director of development for Southern University System. At the time we're recording this introduction, Hurricane Ida is devastating the state of Louisiana, severely impacting millions, including our friends at Southern University. Our hearts and minds go out to everyone being affected by this horrifying storm. So I need to know a little bit more about both your backgrounds, the roles that you play, and connect the dots for us between Southern University Lab and Southern University A&M College. Because to me, there's a direct connection, but it's hard for me to understand that. So I want to make sure that the audience understands that. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe Robert, let's start with you. We'll go to Chris and then we'll talk a little bit about the organization. Okay, well, great. Well, my name's Robert Harrison and I'm the uh, Director of Development here with the Southern University System Foundation. Southern University System is comprised of of five campuses uh, plus our laboratory school, right? We have a campus in New Orleans. We have a campus in Shreveport. Uh, We have a law center here on the Baton Rouge landmass. We have our Baton Rouge campus and we have our extension and agriculture uh, campus. Uh, and so Southern University is a historically black university located in Baton Rouge where the flagship is located. We're the only HBCU, as we'll call it, that has its own system, right? And so that means that our university is a system. Uh, the Baton Rouge campus is the flagship. And then we also have our laboratory school, which is comprised on the Baton Rouge campus as well, right? And Southern University is an 1880, established in 1880, uh, land-grant institution. And speaking of the laboratory school, they're coming up on 100 years of, of existence here. And so and throughout uh, Southern's history, right, we, we have a very historic history and, and very proud history of who we are, what we are, and, and what we do. And so my role and position uh, with the institution is to work with the campuses, uh, work with development directors, work with programmatic uh, initiatives, and to raise funds for the institution, right? And to manage our annual campaign, but then also get involved with special initiatives and esports is something that kind of caught my attention, right? And it's one of these things that I think if we can really find that 
that magic ticket, right? That we can find something that's really attractive because of, of, of how we are situated, uh, how we have satellite campuses, right? And then also we have a feeder program uh, with our laboratory school. And so me and Coach Turner have, have talked over the uh, past couple of months, right? And one of the things that we really wanted to do is engage and reach out to organizations that one would be interested in our story, to hear who we are, right? To hear what we're doing. And, and in my role as, as a development person, right? I'm, I'm looking at how can we fund this? How can we expand this? How can we provide more opportunities for our students, for the community, uh, for individuals to say, man, that program at Southern University is the one to be at, right? Uh, and that's kind of my role. That's why I'm here. And I'm, I'm so grateful for you guys, Baker Tilly, to take this opportunity to, to listen to who we are, what we're doing, and where we want to go. And uh, it's just phenomenal to, to be in this part of collaboration and, and, and to be in this position. And so uh, I'm going to turn it over to Coach Turner and uh, and let him give you the full rundown on, on how the program is run and, and what he does in his scope for the university and also for the laboratory school. Sure, thanks. You know, pretty much Robert just explained how the system is created and, and how we run things. So I was recruited to come to the laboratory school about two years ago. And to, to be transparent, the laboratory school sits on the campus of the Baton Rouge flagship, like Robert stated. It's a pre-K through 12th grade school. It's roughly 350 kids, 75% free and reduced lunch. Everybody's carpooled in, uh, but real family structure. You know, we're, we're unique in a, in a way of students being um, dual enrolled. I mean, uh, we have kids that walk out our front door and go into college classes and actually go to class on the, the college campus itself and walk back to finish their high school day. And so that's one of the, the great things about being a part of the system that we take advantage of. And so getting to the ball of it, my director, Herman Brister, actually is an avid gamer. Uh, we had a conversation. I wanted to make an impact on the kids. He wanted to make an impact. We knew you know, between the ages of 13 to 18, 97% of those kids actually play video games. I mean, we wanted to meet them where they are and then expose them to the full ecosystem. And so that's how that program was started. Uh, right now, uh, we just launched the first esports lab uh, within the state of Louisiana a few months ago. We have some national championships through high school esports league that award students actual scholarships to college. We have some other partnerships in place that I think we'll probably get to before this call is over. And then that program actually led me into being the general manager, head esports coach for Southern University's program, which was started September 2020, to, to be precise. That program is now roughly right over 100 kids. Uh, we house the number three Madden player within our region. We have the runner-up SWAC conference championship, which... That's the conference, the athletic conference that we're a part of, uh, being Southern. And also uh, another element that's not talked about, also Casalt Fire Law Center, that's actually on the flagship of the university, the flagship campus in Baton Rouge. And they have a mixed reality virtual innovation gaming and esports institute. And so uh, we've done some innovative stuff over there as far as doing an esports summit, bringing in industry partners and bringing in industry people that are in the career of law from that standpoint, production, management, everything within the ecosystem that they were a part of that summit. And so we're doing some innovative things and uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell of it all. 
Coach, I think you're being a little bit modest with regards to what you achieved over the last two years because you know I've been following you for a while, seeing what's been going on out there. So we need to unbundle a little bit about that. So I'm going to kind of recap what I thought I heard. We hired you two years ago. You start a program at the K through 12 level. It gets a lot of momentum to the point where you open one of the uh, first major uh, esports facilities. So you get some major leadership backing you. You get some major funding backing you. And then you launch and start an esports program at the flagship university level. And you build it up to over 100 students. And you're doing all this within 24 months. So did I get all that right? You got all of that right. <laughs> Thank okay, God for COVID. Just, just want to set the table. For <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. All right. So, so let's unbundle that a little bit. So uh, let's go back to the beginning because our listeners are always interested in getting a little bit more perspective on why organizations such as yourself invest in esports, right? The number one major question that we get is, Dave, help me understand the benefits of putting in the esports program and why we should make that investment. Two years ago, they hired you. I mean, did you have the vision? Did you present it to leadership? The leadership come looking for you. How did all this start? So, you know, I, I work with my director, uh, Mr. Brister, at a previous high school. And so he actually brought me on board as a visual arts teacher. I'm a visual artist and graphic designer since I can remember. I've had my success in that lane. You know, I was an avid gamer. I actually had the idea, like you said before, but I didn't think that I was at the right school to implement it. And so by Southern Lab being a smaller school, I thought it would be easier to implement it and actually, you know, just go into the structure like quite, quite easily. It did take some selling on my end as far as Mr. Brister being an avid gamer, but not understanding esports and the whole ecosystem. So I had to do some creative things like bring in LSU's actual esports arc, which is a student-led arc. They're not really backed by their university, but they had been in existence at that time for like six or seven years as a nonprofit. And so uh, bringing them in, letting them tell him what the full scope of esports was, actually getting in his vehicle one weekend and actually going to Arlington to visit the biggest esports stadium in the country, going to a K-20 through esports conference at, at said stadium, and letting him see the overall scope of what it is. And after that, it was he was sold on it. And our agreement was, hey, you know, don't micromanage me. Let me do this. Trust me. I know what I want to do. I've been sitting on this idea for about three years. All right. So trust me is good, but trust me, but show me that you have a vision. Show me that you have a path forward. Show mm -hmm. me that you have a strategy. Because someone at the end of the day is going to have to cut some checks, right? So sure. you're going to need to win them over. And then Robert's going to have to figure out how to go find some donors mm -hmm. to fund those checks. And he wants to know what the vision looks like as well. So mm -hmm. give us the vision. And then, Robert, you tell me where you're sitting. Listen to, the, to this vision. And are you going, I don't think so? Or are you saying, I'm all in? So we'll hold you out for a minute. Give us the vision, Chris. Yeah, so basically, you know, the vision is – is to create these teams and, and create a scenario of, of, a, of a bigger club within the teams and have somewhere where the kids, are, they're already meeting in the digital space, in the metaverse, on games anyway. And so my, my whole take on it is having a student center program 
where we surround them around four pillars, careers, competition, community, and health and wellness. So when you take the career standpoint, we wanna reach out to all of the businesses within the metaverse that operate within that, develop relationships with them in all categories, bring them into the system, make sure we talk about internships, what they're looking for out of their job force for the next five to 10 years, having a, a day, uh, and Robert can contest to that when you speak to Robin in a few, few minutes, we host companies on our campus and give them an actual day to come, come up and kind of show the whole ecosystem within their, their company. And so we want to be strategic. We want to talk a long-term relationship because we're in the business of education. We don't want to forget about that. We want to know what the new industry standards are. We want to know what your company standards are. We want to be able to create a feeder into the professional realm. So we know that's pretty much where everybody lives. And so, you know, the, that's, that's the career standpoint. You know, the competition standpoint would be your competitive teams. Can we do better at it? Yes. You know, community is your club standpoint from, you know, meeting once a month, creating environments where they can be social. I think people get titles and subtitles. We want everybody to be one community, come and have fun, network, create everlasting relationships. And then the health and wellness portion is, you know, how can, you know, I talked to a doctor the other day, heart surgeon. Well, he uses a controller to actually do his surgery. So it's all kind of, you know, STEM and STEAM related opportunities around esports and not just focusing on the small ecosystem of esports, you know, the management, production, everything that you find in traditional sports, but the overall ecosystem that all the jobs are relatable and connected to. And so that's the overall vision, not to just win championships and do production and management and analytics, but to go outside of that scope and get into, you know, robotics, engineering, architecture and the whole nine because I think everything in the near future is going to be a part of the metaverse. It's not going to be physical. It's going to be online. Chris, I want to come back before we end the conversation on your assessment of those four pillars and how you've made progress in achieving some of those goals over the last two years and maybe point to certain areas where you say, hey, we knocked it out of the park and here's why, here's what happened. Here's some of the success stories and here's some of the challenges we solved going forward. So think upon that because I want the audience to understand here's our vision, but by the way, here's the achievements we made. So Robert, let's go over to you while Chris is thinking about that. And so you're hearing this story, you know, do you have a background in esports? Do you, you know, a lot of times we start this conversation and people don't even have a clue to what it's all about. So tell me what you're thinking when you're hearing this story. From my advantage, right, I, I'm all in, right? I, I, I'm still waiting to get a PS5, 4, whatever they got out now. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a gamer, right? I play. And uh, when this first was developing, I was like, man, this is really innovative. And from a philanthropist aspect, right, this is something that is innovative. And if you look at it, everybody, all the kids are doing it, right? Uh, Coach Turner talked about the scope and the, and the size of it. And if you look at it, and the different avenues that it, that it provides. This is something that the foundation is, is, is very interested in, right? We've collaborated with Coach Turner to provide space here on campus uh, for his uh, gaming laboratory. And one of my roles is to look at initiatives like this that have a lot of tread on the tire. And this is one of them, right? And so from my aspect, this is how do we engage 
corporations? How do we engage companies? How do we get sponsorships? How do we get individuals support with their capital and not only support with their capital, right? Because uh, we're just not, like Coach Turner said, we're just not here to win titles. One of the things that we started here at Southern University are, are these corporate capacity days. And so we reached out to some of our corporations that we had great relationships with and went to them and went to their C-suite executives. Walmart, for example, right? We had our president, our board of supervisors, our foundation uh, CEO go up to Bentonville and, and present uh, what Southern University, how we wanted to engage these corporations. And uh, we've been able to really grow this, this corporate capacity uh, engagement. And, and I think esports is going to be one of those that we really look to really develop, right? And present to our some of our other partners like Microsoft or Walmart or our Target and say, look, we, we've got a unique program here that's not only bringing a competitive edge and, and, and bringing some of the best gamers out, but also it's lending our students to an opportunity to see the business, right? From a side of innovation, uh, the gaming uh, aspect, uh, you, you could, there's so many different levels of gaming, right? And so for me, seeing it as just a gamer myself, uh, this is something that I know the foundation's very interested in Coach Turner and myself were talking beforehand of where we're going to go to find some funds for this because it's something that we see that the investment, uh, we need to invest more and, and how we're going to get those dollars, who we're going to bring to the table. We have an attractive program. And that's the one thing that, that really draws me out and really proud when I, when I see uh, Coach Turner. He's on the news more on football coach. <laughs> I mean, this guy's getting interviews left and right, but he's, he's presenting this program from not only K through 12 aspect, but then now also on a college collegiate campus, right? And, and so our hope is, is that we can get uh, significant funding for him, right? To, to say, dream big dreams, right? There's no dream that's small and, and really look and see where we can take this. And so that's why we're so grateful to have an opportunity to discuss our platform and, and where we're headed. And hopefully discussions like this, being in front of uh, larger audiences, people get to see the quality of, of a program that we have, but then also look and see what we're really trying to do, right? The, the existence of Southern University is to provide a quality education to prepare our students for the world and the workforce. And, and this is what esports is doing, not only just bringing in titles, right, but, but bringing in opportunities for our students. And a lot of our students are first-generational students, right? A lot of our students come from opportunities and backgrounds that they might not have had that opportunity to come to a college, but the Southern University is here. We're here the nature of them and to really guide them through and, and provide them with all the tools that they need is, is when they walk out in the real world, they're prepared to do anything. And our alums, if you look at our famous alums, you know, from a General Russell Honore all the way down to a Coach Avery Johnson, right? We, we have alums in all scopes uh, in industries, right? And so esports, we're going to have a lot of alums that are going to be guiding the future in esports. And uh, what we're doing now is, is just putting our finger on the ripple of the wave, right? And so uh, this is something that I think it's going to be very prominent for the university. And we just have to find those partners out there that want to support us. Uh, but putting our messaging out there is, is it's the first part, right? Letting people know who we are, what we're doing, where we're going, how we want them involved, and how they can impact these students, right? And we look at our students as impact points, right? Not They're just not numbers. There's just not 14,000 students. They're impact points. Uh, and we're looking to transform these individuals in their lives and provide them with a great outcome in life. So...
Well, uh, we're going to focus more on student success as we unfold this conversation. So a couple of things that I want to note out to the group. One is I'm going to start calling Coach Turner, Coach Turner, so our audience doesn't think we got four <laughs> people on the line because like, we're referring to you in all different ways. All right, let's talk about student success here. So Coach Turner, help me understand what some of that student success looks like at the K through 12 level. So I put ourselves in the shoes of a, a institution, a college that is on the borderline of putting in the esports program. And they want to say, how is this going to help my enrollment? How is this going to help my recruiting efforts? So tell me what the expectations are of your students as they think about their career, the post-secondary education with regards to their exposure to esports. I think we did a good job at Southern Lab to keep the conversation around the full ecosystem and not just competition. And so, you know, building the lab out, I'm a strong believer in exposure leads to expansion. So we expose them to the technology. We expose them to industry leaders, uh, situations to make them better, uh, whether it be in-person, virtual, software-wise. And then we bring in people from said industry that's not necessarily uh, esports athlete, but coach, somebody from production, uh, somebody that focuses on coding. We do summer camps where it was, you know, that we, we partner with from, you know, with professors from the university side and offer coding. We, we've done some innovative things as far as developing a relationship with Epic and, and bringing them in uh, to talk to students about opportunities on the Unreal Engine. And to further answer your question, if somebody's listening and they have a K through 12 program and they're talking about implementing esports, uh, you don't have to go overboard because I know people are gonna research after hearing this podcast. I think I took it overboard uh, and, and I'll be honest with myself, you don't have to go that far. You can start with some basic gaming PCs or consoles, uh, developing a culture. And then, you know, I would merge that with something that you already had in house, whether it's, you know, Minecraft EDU or, you know, uh, a coding class, a uh, broadcasting class uh, to show them the full spec of what the possibilities are. And so on the student side, like you said before, they want the room, they want accessibility to play the games and represent said school. Uh, I think the majority of the students now in K through 12, my generation and Robert's generation, it might've been basketball and football. Uh, I was looking at an article the other day and FaZe Clan has more interaction from a male's perspective than the LA Lakers does. And so that was shocking to me because the Lakers has always been the standard. And so now you have a generation of young men that are gravitating to esports arts. You know, it speaks volumes. I'm not saying that the typical athlete is dead, but this generation is thinking different and looking at a different format. And so you have to have that availability for them and make sure that you don't oversell the dream because it's, you know, esports is just like any other industry. You know, you're talking about only your top 1% that actually makes it to the main stage. So everybody can't be the LeBron James of esports. Uh, so you have to make it clear and make it accessible of other opportunities where you can make a career goal for yourself and still be a part of the industry, uh, but be okay with, you know, what kind of funds you're making for, for the year. Let's move over to 
some of the support you've given to develop the program uh, to this point in time. And I'm interested in the dedicated esports lab that you put in play in 2020 now. It's probably a year, a year that's been in yeah. operation or so. Yeah, it's probably yeah, yeah, school year for sure. So tell us a little bit about that facility. Tell me how it's utilized, but more importantly, tell me how it got supported and how that conversation went with regards to that decision. Sure, I, I think I have to go back to when I took my director to uh, to Arlington to see the esports arena. We had a conversation on the way back, uh, pretty much saying that we needed a hub on campus to uh, build momentum and, and to foster the culture that was already there from the students. And so I think speeding that story up, we, we picked out a room. Uh, I do an annual crawfish ball in South Louisiana. Uh, the day after that crawfish ball, COVID gets announced in, in, in Louisiana and we shut down the campus. And so, you know, I was an entrepreneur before getting into education. So I realized what a, how equivalent and how important a deck was, a sponsorship deck. So I created a deck got it approved by my director, and I just put in the hard work. You know, I got on LinkedIn, got on Twitter, and, and started having meetings. It took 100 no's and four to five yeses, and that's how I got funded. Uh, and, I, and I skipped something. We actually applied for a, a Rotary Club grant uh, from the Baton Rouge chapter here in Louisiana and received that. That was $10,000. Like, like Robert said, Southern University Laboratory School is right at 100 years, so we have the oldest, oldest building on campus. So 10000 that $10,000 mainly went to the cosmetics of the room. Everything else was in-kind sponsorships from our keyboards, mice pads, monitors. We, we got our desk from the architect building that was actually getting torn down on our campus and, and they're actually in the middle of rebuilding uh, that building right now, I think. And, you know, it was all hands on deck. You know, I put a lot of sweat equity in. Our PCs actually came from Dell. They're gaming PCs. And shout outs to that team because they, they actually took a lot of time to get the price point where my director could afford 10 towers. So, you know, we have 10 Alienware towers in that room, two flat screen monitors that are 60 inches. Uh, we have gaming consoles. We have an observation room. We have a smart board there. We have spectator seats. Hopefully COVID can get pushed out the way so I can add some more spectator seats to that room. When we host other schools, we have the second phase of that would probably be adding broadcasting equipment so we can live stream from said room. And uh, it features everything that we need uh, to house an esports team, to have those conversations on STEM and STEAM. I actually teach a class out of there that's on Microsoft certified called Gaming Concepts where we go over like the the basics of the gaming industry, you know, you know what what esports is, how to build a computer, what you should be putting in your body, the health and wellness portion, toxicity, how to strategize on on certain games. So it's twenty minutes of lecture, twenty minutes of gameplay, and twenty minutes of reflection. And so that's pretty much what goes on in that room and how I got funded. All right, so let's just clarify for the listeners, and this is. For the K through 12 middle school and, and school or the college kids participate in this as well now. So is, is it open to everyone? My director has been real open. My college kids, they have had accessibility, but the bigger conversation is I have to shout out my, uh, the chancellor at the law center, Chancellor Pierre for being innovative in the space. 
Uh, and I mentioned that earlier. So he has the uh, Mixed Reality Virtual Innovation and Esports and Gaming Institute over at the Law Center. And so that, for me, that's going to be the mothership and the structure that we're able to house some of these partners under, um, build those relationships, not only on the collegiate side, but through, through the K-20, through I mean, the K-20 model and using the foundation to, to gain said funds. And so Robert mentioned before, last board meeting, we, we actually got approved to house an esports room on a college campus uh, that's gonna be managed and created through me, but that institution for everybody on campus to enjoy. Uh, and that, that room is gonna be a room that's probably two to three times bigger than the one that's at the high school campus. Clearly, everyone is all in on esports, so there's you know they all see the benefit there. And the story you told with regards to the facility and the donors helping out and really building it out, I think it's very consistent with what we're hearing across the majority of our clients and people that we talk to in this space. And many times, schools are starting their esports program because there's a major donor is backing it up with in-kind gifts or other contributions to give them that seed money or that seed capital that's necessary. Because clearly there's a big ecosystem where a lot of people seeing the benefits of being in on it at this level and watching it grow. All right, I mentioned earlier that I'm gonna hold you accountable for the success of your four pillars. So we got careers, community, competition, health and wellness, all right? How are we doing? Grade yourself, one through 10, 10 being the best. How are you doing in those four areas? You pick them and go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go competition first. Uh, I think okay. that's the big push that that has myself and my my students on the news quite often. We we've been successful. We've had run up championships in the K through 12 program. We we've had national championships in the K through 12 program, and we've had run up conferences in third place and second place places within the collegiate program as well. And so uh, we've been doing great. I would like to do better. My, my whole take on that is we're, we're all 100% African-American institution, especially on the K through 12 side. Uh, we're a majority African-American institution on the college side. This is where the disconnect is when it comes down to competition. Now I wanna, I'm glad that you wanted to focus on the four pillars because this is what I think on the competition side. Historically, African-Americans, we're not able, uh, don't have the accessibility to gaming PCs. So some of the top tier titles within collegiate and K through 12 models are PC based games. So we're not used to playing said games. If you wanna be recruited and get a full partial scholarship, a lot of those games are PC games. And so I'm looking for partners, game developers of said games our professional orgs to come in, create that relationship, like I said earlier, and actually give back into the students so we can get their skill sets up to par so we can compete at said level to, to leverage some of the other games. A lot of the games that we're winning in are council games that we're used to playing because of the accessibility. And so when you start talking about like the digital divide, uh, accessibility as far as you know, those gaming PCs and those, those titles, for the first time in history, we're able to put in a few hundred thousand dollars. If we can partner with the right people, we can go against an LSU. We can go against an Alabama. 
we can't do that in athletics because we're so far behind. It doesn't take a hundred million for esports to catch up. And so uh, that's something that, you know, a conversation that I had with Robin and the foundation, uh, stakeholders, parents, and even our students on how do we change the conversation from the competitive level, the career level, that pillar. We're doing a great job. I'm, I'm on calls all the time, especially with the law center. You know, we've developed a relationship with Epic. Epic is, is giving us our own Fortnite lobbies. Uh, some conversation about how we can use the Unreal Engine uh, internships. And we're looking forward to like furthering that, that relationship. Uh, we've had a starter relationship with EA. They hosted a HBCU career day where they showed our students how to formalize resumes, what questions will be asked in the interview. I'll pretty much hold your hand session on what that would look like. They've been a uh, sponsor for our esports summit and gave away uh, gaming codes uh, and made it real clear what their asks are. And I think the majority of, of partners that we are able to gather, we just need full transparency. What are what, what are your acts from from us? And we want to be transparent. What are our acts uh, from from said company? And so it's it's a list of companies that I can't mention that you know. That, that we're in negotiations with are we're, we're starting to start a conversations, but I think if I'm grading myself, that's the second biggest pillar that we've been successful in. The third one would be, you know, the community. Uh, like you said before, uh, like I told you, we on the collegiate side, we built a hundred kids during COVID when most of the campus was shut down. I'm really excited to see what the numbers are gonna be. We have two freshman classes this year uh, we, we're geared to go to be at orientation. I have wristbands, Dave. I have hoodies. I have all kind of merch. Um, I'm ready to start a campaign called I Am a Southern University uh, Gamer. And so a lot of the merch has that on it. I'm ready to grow. And that's real pivotal in, in the Epic conversation. So now we're able to put all our kids on one server and play Fortnite together and have gaming nights that's more of a holistic approach around community than anything and, and just have having that fellowship and letting them network within their said communities. And the health and wellness portion is something that I haven't been really been able to focus on because it's, 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 it's me uh, a lot of times in these conversations. And so that's one of the things I, I plan on doing this year uh, with, with the help of the foundation, with the help of Southern University Law Center to develop a relationship with one of the hospitals or focal points, we have one of the best nursing schools uh, in the country when it comes to HBCUs. And so I wanna start focusing on health and wellness, like what we're putting in our bodies. Uh, being in that gaming chair all day is not healthy. And so, you know, bringing in the right partners to, to do massages and show us how to stretch and show us how to really take care of our bodies uh, within that ecosystem. And that's something that can that can be applied outside of esports and outside of VR, MR, or gaming. It's, it's not just for that industry. And so, like I said, it's more of that holistic approach. And so I think, I guess that'll sum it up on the four pillars. Coach Turner, I appreciate that. I think, again, I'm going to call you out for being a little bit modest. So I'm going to flip over to Robert now. And Robert, now you tell me how well this gentleman is doing in those four pillars. He's a thrill of a thousand eyes. He's, he's what we needed, right? And, it, and it, in this space and in this place, 
throughout COVID, right, is when we really had a opportunity to kind of uh, interact. But uh, it's it's really a, a unique time here at Southern University. Uh, the donor engagement is it's it's increasing, right? Uh, the university is is going through a, a master plan that the foundation has uh, underwritten, and it's an initiative for the plan for the future of the university, not just for the university, but for the surrounding communities. And with, with Southern University being the only historically black land-grant university system in the United States. This master plan is it's going to be a comprehensive plan that focuses on increasing uh, engagement, enrollment, giving back and, and as well as philanthropy and expanding the university's support uh, in the local community. And I see this uh, esports program being one of those shining stars, right? We, we have some some really bellwether programs here on this on the Baton Rouge campus and also on our, our campuses in New Orleans and, and Shreveport, uh, like our nursing college, like our school of law center, uh, like our agricultural uh, college, like our, our, our engineering. And I think, uh, you know, if we continue on this path and, and continue to have these type of engagements and introductions, uh, this esports program is going to be one of those ones that we can really say that this is one of the things that, you know, Southern University can can hang its hat on. Right. And we just recently had a donor give us a million dollars for our, our innovation center. Right. These are the type of things and then these are the type of programs that are going to uh, propel us to be able to provide uh, space opportunity uh, when we begin to uh, roll out this comprehensive uh, master plan. Right. For the for the campus, we're looking at remodeling buildings. We're looking at uh, new uh, structures. We're looking at building for capacity. Coach Turner mentioned about our nursing program, right? Uh, just spoke with the Dean not too long ago and, and that's just one program, right? She has over 200 eligible applicants and we only have room for 75. So we're looking to expand and I see our esports program being one of those that we're gonna have to plan for it in the future as well. And, and so being able to uh, reach out to organizations, and then also reach out to our alumni base. Uh, that's one of the things, like when we talked about the corporate capacity days, we really utilize the pull your hand back and, and make sure you, you, you work out for your fellow man. We reach out to our alums in these different industries, and we make those connections. And that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to, to doing with our esports program, right, to make sure we, we connect those people who we know are at some of these corporations that could do uh, amazing things for our program, uh, provide us with all the tools and all the resources that we could be competitive in, in, in any venture and with any organization, with any university and with any K through 12 program. And so we've got the right man who's manning the ship. And I'm really excited. I'm really super excited to see where we can go. Coach Turner, if, you're, if I'm correct, I still think we're in our infancy stage of this, right? Yeah. And, and we haven't even scraped even the top of the barrel of where we can go. And, and this is just going to be something that that's really innovative. And, and even specifically for, uh, you know, we talk about HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities to, to level that playing field, right? Provide those opportunities uh, for our students to see not only the console and, and, and the PC aspect, but, but see the overall structure and opportunities that uh, this industry has to offer. And that's, that's the really exciting thing to know that we're transforming lives uh, that we're doing those things here at Southern University that are innovative, creative, and that people are going to talk about. And we've got the right coach, we got the right person, and we, we got to continue to do what we're doing today and, and engaging the right partners, putting our message out there, branding ourselves, and, and, and letting our work speak for itself. Gentlemen, you have a wonderful story, and I know that it was 
very impressive to hear today. And I know our audience is going to be very impressed as well as when they hear it. And, and Robert, I can't agree more. I got to believe that Coach Turner makes your job easy. I see him daily. If he's not posting once, twice, three, a half a dozen times a day, and I've, I'm reading all of them, I'm following all of them, and I'm learning a lot as well. So it's great stuff. All right, so Coach Turner, closing comments, suggestions, anything that you think the audience needs to hear? I think that not only as an HBCU program, but just a university, I mean, I plan on, you know, reaching every aspect of, of the system itself and reaching out to, to everybody in that metaverse to create something special uh, to show that we have said talent to go into the, the, the next century and not only be crowned innovators and creators of, of, of said space. And so just look out, like Dave said, you know, I'm posting, you know, maybe five to 10 times a day, but I want to be as transparent and show everybody that your dollars are going in the right place, that we're servicing the students, that we're creating opportunities and we're creating that pipeline within. And so, you know, I'll, I'll share my overall vision. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna drop this on Rob, but Rob has never heard this, but we have three campuses in the three biggest cities in the state of Louisiana. We have 533 high schools. I'm not gonna mention middle schools, but when you talk about retention and recruitment, we have the ability to make a footprint within this metaverse, whether it be VR, MR, gaming or esports and every, everything within the ecosystem to change the conversation, not only for African-Americans, but everybody that's in the state and in our, our region. Well, hey, David, I, I want to just say thank you. And, and, and it's, you know, it's funny how Coach Turner mentioned this. It's all happened because of LinkedIn, right? We, this is what do, prospect and evaluation. I look mm -hmm. and see what's out there and, and I reach out on, on LinkedIn and other platforms. And I just want to say thank you uh, to you and, and your company. Yeah. For you guys taking interest in us, it, it really, it, it's a feel good, right? You, you do all this hard work and, and you really hope to be recognized by peers and, and other people out in the world. And uh, I, I'm really grateful of you providing us an opportunity to, to tell our story, right? To, to, get our, to get our brand out there, to, to let people notice what we're doing here in, in Louisiana, right? We're not, we're not 49th in everything, but we're, we're going to be number one in this gaming thing, right? So we, we want to we'll let people know we have talent here and talent lives and thrives on this campus. I mean, since we've been here in 1914, uh, since we moved from New Orleans, uh, the campus was originally in New Orleans and it moved to the Baton Rouge landmass. But this is a very storied place. And I, I see esports wedging its way into uh, the hearts and, and minds of, of all Louisianans and, and people all the nation. And you know, we've got a real famous marching band. I want that esports program to be just yeah. as famous as that marching band and go to presidential inaugurations and Super Bowls and Rose Bowls and, and, and Arlington's. And, and hey, you can go to China, go wherever you want and go compete and, and get titles. But thank you. On that note, I'd like to entertain having you come back uh, maybe with your AD and talk a little bit more about your broader based athletic program because, you know, here at Baker Tilly, we service the whole uh, athletic department including esports so love to have some conversations on that with your ad what's the challenges are you know how you're facing nil how you're facing some of the other challenges there so if you set the tone for that that could be a great encore but in the meantime thank you both for the conversation thank you for joining us today to receive notification when new episodes become available, please subscribe to Baker Tilly U.S. wherever you get your podcasts.